Hello, everyone. I'm Mike Toledo, your host on Dent Time PDR, a podcast about PDR training, tutorials, interviews, and much more. So get something to eat, drink, and start pushing. It's time to listen. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Mike Toledo, and I have uh, my partner in crime, Don Cavanaugh. What's crack-a-lackin', Don? Not too much. Just checking in. Dude, check out the voice on Don, dude. Damn, dude. Like, damn, dude. What's that smooth Barry White voice you got going, dude? We got a new uh, setup here. It's pretty cool. I just kind of followed your advice. Sounds way better than the what I used to use. Well, it's just not the mic, man. It's the voice. All right, what's going on, guys? I'm going to jump in here real quick because I think I've got some dates mixed up. So before I embarrass myself, I'm going to get these dates straightened out. That's why it sounds might sound a little funny. I'm just going to get in here and announce some uh, events. And I'm also going to announce more events than I anticipated because I, I was just a little bit in the dark. I wasn't paying attention, but there is the 300 Alliance. That's 2019 International Hail Expo. That is actually going on tomorrow and Saturday at the Hollywood Casino in St. Louis, Maryland Heights, Missouri. Go check them out. I know it might be late notice. And I haven't promoted earlier, but it looks like there's going to be a lot of people there, vendors, uh, tool companies, and they're going to have seminars and whatnot. So go check it out. It's going to look, uh, looks pretty interesting. Uh, also up next is Kiko. Kiko is having an event on April 4th, which is called the Glue Pole Repair Training. It's $500 a tech. It's in Oklahoma City. April 4th through the 5th. And following up on that is the 10th anniversary party of Kiko body repair so that's friday at 3 p.m and april 4th which is fourth and fifth is a glue pole repair training seminar or uh, course uh, for 500 so go check that out you can go to paintless uh kiko paintless dent repair on the facebook and just look that up and they will definitely uh get you signed up if that's something you're interested in and the last one just want to make sure and we'll get into the other ones with dawn is the ants in april 19th which is friday starts at 9 a.m they're open house as always they have great hospitality uh you know the pe people and the team at anson just as as humble and and happy go lucker people uh that you can meet and it's great to know the people who are help supplying those pdr tools and hail products to your door so come on out it is in uh they're event in texas it's in arlington texas for more information go to ansonpdr.com or just go to their facebook page click on event at ansonpdr llc on facebook you'll find them just look it up like that all right so let's get back into the other events and podcast thanks for your patience guys and so now we've got another another one coming up you're gonna you and i are gonna go to yeah, but that one's actually. Let's talk about yours first because yours is uh, well the one at your own your own place, right? We're going to go in order. Yep, yep. Right? that's right. Okay. Why, why don't yep. you do so the, the biggest uh, one coming up is the Stanliner one, Stanliner seminar at our place at Dentcraft, and that's the twenty fifth and twenty sixth of April. So that's right around the corner, and then twenty seventh is of course Vince from Anson coming in to do the IMI EV training on that Saturday. Wow, no kidding. Jesus. <laughs> Let's talk about Canada. You are also going to be there as well with me. And it's kind of like, it's the, it's the same people, uh, not same people. It's me, Vince, you, um, we've got, uh, John, 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 yeah, John. uh, I think a couple other fellas from the Canadian side that I don't know too much about, but it is on the website and, uh, pdrrepairsecrets.ca. Check that out pdrrepairsecrets.ca you get a lot more information there and and uh, fill out the form to register and dominic will get you taken care of and that is uh that's what's the dates on that one that is may is that the 17th through the 16 17 18th 17, yeah, 18th yeah that's correct yep 16 17, yep. yep it's um and that's mainly two days of uh training what you're going to be doing some blending there right Yep, we'll be doing some blending training and some uh, glue pulling and and some just just some overall uh, big smashes, right? Well, let's big let, dents, let's uh, body line stuff. And 
Let's talk about you though. You, you have really good, you have a good, good sense of experience on body lines. I mean, I saw you take a, you glass this body line. It was just nasty. Um, and you've had it for a while. Don, you've got like a library of footage that you've done. And I think people just don't, you're kind of like, uh, you know, under the radar, super good, clean tech fan. So I'm interested in personally seeing you do these repairs and you, you don't even use a tap down really you use, you use a blending hammer most of the time, right? No, I'm, I'm strictly a blending hammer. I don't, I very rarely, I bet I grab a knock down once a month or something if I buy a door handle and I can't swing my hammer at it, cool. you know. Well, we're going to, we're going to get, get into a little bit of his techniques too as well in this podcast, but I'm just trying to give you guys a real quick summary of what we're going to talk about. And we're going to go back to the, um, the standliner event and talk about some points on that. And last but not least, uh, I'll have an IMI at my own shop, May 25th. Actually, Jay Ma, a couple of Taiwanese guys are coming. Uh, oh, I know sweet. a lot of LA guys are coming. Some San Diegans are coming. Um, so even, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be local, guys. If you want to see San Diego for the weekend, bring your wife, have fun, come come to my shop, hang out, do what you got to do. Um, I, I, I invite you to come out. So May 25th, you can also find that link on AnsonPDR.com where you can sign up to that link as well. Okay, so let's touch base. Uh, actually, Thomas, you know, I, I'm actually going to create some content for it, but I told him to highlight what is going to happen because let's hear it from straight from the horse's mouth. He wrote, he sent me a list. We're going to go over it, Don. Okay. Awesome. Um, awesome. And then later on this, this, as this podcast goes, we're going to open this up to blending. Okay. Uh, I think it's still a very, you know, without going really quickly off topic about the events, but we're going to talk about blending. Okay. We'll get into that. Hang on tight folks. We'll talk about that in a second. Then we're going to give Vinny a call and we're going to talk about the IMI as well before we get in the blending. How's that sound Don? That sounds great. Don, and Vinny doesn't uh, even know we're calling him. So we're just trying, we're trying out a new system here and we're excited and I want to see how well it works. We're going to get them on the phone. So, uh, but first things first, let's go to uh, the highlights of, of, of Thomas. Of Thomas. Yeah. And let's see here. Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. Okay. So this is, he, he wants to basically call it a dive into the standliner tools. It's, it's going to be very hard to train every individual on each tool, you know, uh, for a very long amount of time. So, what he wants to call it is a dive in there, which you'll learn a lot more than you did at MTE because you'll have more people working with you individually on these tools. And some of the bullet points about it is the, it's an exclusive seminar in the U S uh, basically Kaz is not going to be there that much uh, saying, right. He's not going to make too, too many tours or if not, maybe this will be his only tour. It might be his only one. So we don't know for sure, but uh you know, it could be, it's the first and he's trying it out. So he doesn't know it'll work or not work. And as far as traveling, uh, we know it'll work as far as his talents and showing us what to do. And I just think it's an opportunity for all to get to the next level. I'm actually really excited, not just because it's at my shop, but to really see this guy uh, closer up and get a little bit more one-on-one -on -one with him for a few days straight. It's going to be pretty, pretty amazing. Okay. You know what, actually, before we get into the, I have a feeling this is going to be a pretty deep deeper than just an announcement because we're going to talk about what people are going to learn. And I'm sure a lot of people want to understand what, what they're going to get out of this course. So, so what, what is the dates and what's going on at Stanliner? Then we'll get to the Canada one. So go ahead. Yep. yep. So again, it's the 25th and 26th of April. And on the 27th, Vince will be coming in for the IMI training. So that will be a pretty amazing thing as well. So you can kind of kill, uh, you know, tubers with one stone per se. If you haven't been IMI trained, it'll be worth maybe your travel time. Because now that it's in the States, it's down to 650. It's really nice that Vince has now been the crown, the king of uh, IMI training. And it's kind of fun for me because I got trained right next to Vince back in the first time when we got all trained up. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, and now we are, uh, right, at, that's the dates for that. Sorry, I'm just, like, I'm just looking at my notes and at the same time. So let's talk about Canada. You are also going to be there as well w with me. And it's kind of like, it's the, it's the same people, uh, not same people, it's me, Vince, you, um, 
We've got uh, Jean. 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 Yeah, Jean. Uh, I think a couple other fellas from the Canadian side that I don't know too much about, but it is on the website, uh, pdrrepairsecrets.ca. Check that out, pdrrepairsecrets.ca. You get a lot more information there and and uh, fill out the form to register, and Dominic will get you taken care of. And that is, uh, that's, what's the dates on that one? That is May... Is that the 17th through the 16th, 17th, 18th? Is that the 16th, 17th, 18th? Yep, that's correct. Yep, 16th, yep. Yep, it's, um, and that's mainly two days of uh, training. What you're going to be doing some blending there, right? Yep, we'll be doing some blending training and some uh, glue pulling and and some just just some overall uh, big smashes, right? Well, let's big dents, let's uh, body line stuff. Let's talk about you though. You, you have really good. You have a good good sense of experience on body lines. I mean, I saw you take a you glass this body line that was just nasty, um, and oh, you've had it for man. a while, Don. You've got like a library of footage that you've done, and I think people just don't. You're kind of like uh, you know under the radar, super good clean tech fan. So I'm interested in personally seeing you do these repairs and you you don't even use a tap down really you use you use a blending hammer most of the time right no i'm i'm strictly a blending hammer i don't i very rarely i bet i grab a knockdown once a month or something if i it's by a door handle and i can't swing my hammer at it, cool. you know well we're gonna we're gonna get, get into a little bit of his techniques too as well in this podcast but i'm just trying to give you guys a real quick summary of what we're going to talk about and then we're going to go back to the um the standliner event and talk about some points on that and last but not least, uh, I'll have an IMI at my own shop May 25th. Actually, Jay Ma, a couple of Taiwanese guys are coming. Uh, oh, I know sweet. a lot of LA guys are coming. Some San Diegans are coming. Um, so even, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be local, guys. If you want to see San Diego for the weekend, bring your wife, have fun, come come to my shop, hang out, do what you got to do. Um, I, I, I invite you to come out. So May 25th, you can also find that link on AnsonPDR.com where you can sign up to that link as well. Okay. So let's get back to Stanliner. Stanliner. Okay. I'm going to go through, I'm going to go through the, the, the bullet points again, once, once again, and then we'll touch base back on them. Does that sound okay, Don? Sound, sounds great. Okay. So, uh, covers all divisions of PDR industry, complex, uh, damages, door dings, Hail damage, glue pulling, and state-of-the-art real-time demonstration. Set up classic and advanced PDR techniques behind every standliner tool. Demos and hands-on questions and answers. So, and no matter how good you are, I mean, if you're a beginner or a veteran, this is for you. If you're a hail tech, a route tech, or a wholesale tech, this is for you. There's no discrimination on the tools and how they're being used. Uh, I've used them tons of times and I, I keep using them. Matter of fact, Don, today, I hate to hog, I'm not, I feel like I'm hogging this up, but today. No, you're good, man. No worries. Today, I, I let my techs kind of work on a front fender. I wouldn't say they chewed it up. They did not chew it up. They just had a hard time pinpointing the last bit, right? I give each one of them a crane. They're like, man, why didn't you give this to me in, in the beginning? <laughs> I said, no, you have to learn to suffer a little bit to get the mechanics down, right? And this is why this is what makes the tool so much easier when you understand the fundamentals of the basic PDR. It now it's kind of like this is why you you can learn this tool makes such good sense. You know what I mean? So it, it really helps. What's amazing is didn't these guys just start a few days ago, and they're already realizing what a great tool the crane is to themselves. Well, let me tell you guys something. I'm gonna I'm I hit like a. Uh, an air cannon now now i'm doing these dents like everyone both guys get a perfect dent but i whacked that crap out of it today man i i put it up to 22 psi's now i would say probably the only thing it's missing is is i gonna have steve make a little bit sharper just a tiny bit sharper of a dome and then you're gonna have a dent olympic dent no problem because you know the dent olympic is about a quarter size dent maybe a little bigger but with a pit in it right Mm -hmm. these are silver dollar stretch dents and they are they had a hell of a time but they're they're doing way better and this is their it was their second day as we speak now but uh it'll be in the middle of their training by the time you guys hear this but um so anyways don back to the tools what, what do you think is the 
What do you think is the best benefit of using these standliner tools? I think it's, um, for me, it's the clean, the, the clean, you know, you're bringing up a mass and you're bringing up a lot of area and you're not making any pokes or stitching. And I, for that reason, what's happening is I'm doing these dents quicker than I ever have before because there's such a mass going around it. I, I feel like a sharp tool when you're poking, just that area comes up and maybe a quarter inch around it, you know, depending on the thickness of the metal, you know, thicker the metal, the more range you're going to get with lifting the metal. What I'm really talking about here is the, you know, it seems like I'm lifting an inch or two of metal uh, and pushing and I don't have to, um, you know, go after a deep dent for as long as I used to. I used to always say kind of like bringing up a layer of an onion, right? With a sharper tool and you're working it, working it, working it, working it. If it's a really deep dent with uh, the standliner tool, especially these uh, raised snakes with the rounded back, I'm just absolutely in love with this tool. Um, I can bring up such a mass. I can bring up an area which might take me two hours in the past and I can do it in about a half hour to an hour. So yep. it's amazing. Yep. That, that's exactly what my students are, are witnessing right now, shall I say. Uh, they, they're like, they have a big grin from one side to the other because it, it, it makes you, it makes you kind of like, gives you that extra kick in you, you know, that step in you like, man, I got, I got this. This is, yeah. this is, this is fascinating because it, it pushes, listen, gentlemen and ladies, I'm not telling you Stan line is going to be the end all to end all. Of course, I know Thomas would like me to tell you that. Okay. But honestly, it's just a really good asset, another tool in your arsenal to make you that much better and that much cleaner. It's a must-have. It really is. It definitely is the a very, 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 very cool tools. I'm, I'm excited to get into it and dove into a little more. I think I use it 50% of what they're worth. Really, we've talked about this a few times, Mike, privately. I, I'm excited to see what the other 50% of that same tool does because I don't do the dragging techniques. I don't do all these other things that we're going to be taught. I think we're going to come away being twice the tech that we would be if we hadn't, you know, well, gone to the seminar. That, that's a good point. Okay. We've all been told that some of these tools drag, right? Some of them are blending, you know, you blend with the panel inside. Uh, I'm like you, Don, I haven't had a whole lot of practice doing the dragging technique. Um, and it would be exciting to be open and listen and watch somebody else who's a little bit more experienced on that. I use the crane tool. I use the killer whale tail tool. I use the killer whale tail on body lines, and it's really good. Now, it's not it – depends on the tip now because me personally, I would love to see Stan Liner come out with various different types of tips, whale tail tips, because I'm beginning to realize they can help you, but they can also damage the panel if you're not careful, if you're not at, like, the edge of the whale tail, like how much you rock it. You're not paying attention, just like a sharp tool, right? If you're not paying attention where your tip's at, you could crack paint really quick. So, Absolutely. Um, so there are some limits. I'm beginning very familiar with that. Um, I like it a lot, and I'm figure, I, and I've found different variations of tools. Is there any tool that you, you got surprised on, like maybe you thought you were going to use it one way, but you found another way? The crane. Uh, honestly, the, those cranes underneath the rear door, fairly rear doors. Uh, if I can grab that tool and go down in front of the door handle, if this makes sense, and it cuts back so well, mm -hmm. I've got both the cranes, but they'll cut back in you guys. You can do a dent up against the back edge of the door around the door handle and no other tool could do that. You would be going at it a completely different direction because you wouldn't be able to get around the door handle. I think that's just amazing. I think so too. I, 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 like I said, there's another one too as well. Where you, you were using, you said a crane tool. I was using the mini pirate hook. And you know what I use that tool a lot for? Fender? You, you, nope. The, you know that <laughs> above the door handle and you have, yes. you have an open hole, right? The, the plug. Mm -hmm. And you have a dent there. Deep one. Oh, man. I used the back of the, of the tool. And then I used the front of the tool. And I can rock it and I can finish the dent out. It is unbelievably nice. a very good tool for that access, that point of access right there. Very the cool. I haven't even thought about putting it through there. So thank you very much for that tip. Yeah. I'm going to have to try that. And, and then I used it on aluminum panel on the hood. I've put it in front of a, like an opening of a hole and I walked the crease out. And it, 
to push a crease out on aluminum hood, fairly deep one, it can be very challenging because you yeah, it feels like you leave stitch marks no matter what. But the pirate hook rocks on it and yep. really, really helps bring that, that metal up. I've had really good luck through the uh, top edge of the uh, fender you know, with, the, with the little one, you know, because you can kind of just squeal it right in there without pulling the headlight. Yeah. And if you, I've had a couple of really good creases up in there that I've been able to use it through there instead of coming through the fender liner to go with the hood open. And it's like, man, if I can get that tool on there, it's, it's, it's rock star. It's over, you yeah. know? So, all right. Well, that's uh, anything else you want to talk about? What about, let's talk about the venue. Okay. It's going to be at your location, Don, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, your event, the first thing what we've ever done like this before. So we've had a lot of, a lot of seminars for, you know, different types of things like car shows and all these different things. So this is the first real seminar seminar other than having, you know, insurance people over. So I'm, I'm real excited to have everybody over and I think it's going to be a lot of fun and hosting it. Hosting. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, and what's there to do? Let's say some people are bringing their wives. Is, is there anything to do there for them? <clears throat> well, unfortunately <laughs> um, you you're going to have to hand over the gold card or the platinum card or whatever you have, because <laughs> right by the airport there where you're flying in, we have people flying in and spending the week there. It's crazy. And it's a mall of America and it happens to be right at the uh, international airport. And so we don't have any clothing tax in Minnesota. So it's kind of been a, a really wonderful thing for people to come in and, you know, from all over the place. But I hope Mary doesn't find out about that place, Mike. Uh, believe me, she's already ready. That's why she's coming. You know, she ain't coming for the <laughs> seminar. She ain't coming to see you guys. She wants to go see the Mall of America. Uh, I do too, actually. I, I want, I really, I heard it's huge. Um, so I've always wanted to go check it out. I see it on movies all the time, but I want to see it. So how far yeah, is it from your, your shop? It's cool. It's about 20 minutes, 25 minutes from oh, the shop. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. so it's close. What's uh, what do you have a host hotel yet? Or do you have an idea or will that be announced later? On, on? I, I think it's going to be, um, it will be announced in a day or two, but I, the best deal we've got so far is uh, the country Inn, which is, it's like, uh, it's a really sweet place. Um, they've got a great bar restaurant attached, which is really great. Uh, great food, uh, good bar. I think it could really work out for every aspect of what we've got, but I'm really trying to beat them up on price right now. So, so no, IMI is no. completely separate. Some guys will just come there, hopefully not just for one or the other, but, um, but some guys are just, are, are already, the, before you came with the, these, with this event, you already had the IMI planned. Is that correct? Or somewhat kind of planned? I, I want, I've been wanting to get the IMI up here for some time. I, we've been talking this for, mm -hmm. for quite a while with Vince. So I just want to protect uh, the local guys as well as, uh, you know, whoever might want to come in and get protected. Because I think it's very important. Good. All right. The IMI is brought to you by TDN Group and the AnsonPDR.com uh, team over there in Texas. TDN Group is located in the UK. Kevin Andrews is pretty much the founder of getting this thing, whole thing started. Um, these guys take it very seriously. Uh, even though my buddy Vince, he's a joker, but he takes it very seriously. And and we hope you do too as well. Uh, pretty soon, I think this is going to be a must-have certification because the cars are going more electric more and more every day. So think about that. Think about bettering yourself. Sign up today at one of your places or one of the places that we mentioned and, um, yeah, and promote that thing. You bet. Uh, should we call, we we, matter of fact, should Vince we, should, should we get, we should call Vince, man. So yeah, yeah let's try that. We'll call that. Call he that was guy. saying something ridiculous about doubling the amount of cars on the road, um, within like a year or two. Uh, I'd like to hear those hard numbers from Vince. Yeah. Well, let's get him on. Yeah. What up, Mikey? Yo, Vinny. What's up, Vinny? Vinny, you're live on, on our podcast here, eh? How you doing, buddy? Not too bad. Is that Don? The Donald? Yeah, bud. Hi, Don. buddy. Hey, we Don. got we I got right. we got Vince Fidelisandro from from uh, the IMI and, and Anson. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyways, I, I'm playing with my new, my new stuff, dude. So anyways, gotcha. I, I thought you wanted me to introduce myself. No, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just testing out things cause it, and to our audience, if it sounds a little wacky, that's why. So yeah, I'm just testing out no some worries. new things. So anyways, I just finished our, our PDR tool time podcast. Just finished that. Uh, so, nice. What nice. was the topic? The topic we get to know your podcaster. 
So this week was me. Get to know you. Were you solo? I was not solo. Uh, Daniel Graham, he's out in uh, Disneyland land on a boat somewhere in the middle of the Caribbean. And uh, we had Hudson and John Renstrom on. And uh, the topic was uh, get to know your podcaster. So we're going to do a little segment. This week was on me. Next week will be on John or Daniel. And uh, onwards. Get to know nice. well, backstories. Cool. I thought it. you were going to get to know your podcaster outside of you guys. I was going to say thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> get to so, know yeah, your I past guess, you know, podcaster, Mike Toledo. Over there, so. Oh, we'll have you on anytime. You know that, Mikey. No, no. You know, the reason why we gave you a call. Okay, uh, we just got off the phone, uh, not the phone, we just got uh, done talking and discussing all the events that are going on. Obviously, Anson's Open House, we mentioned that first. Uh, we mentioned Stan Liners, we mentioned uh, the uh, PDR Canada event, and, and, and Dent Time, the one over in, you know, you know where, San Diego area. Um, San Diego. So tell us more about it. What, why, why is this thing, we, we kind of touched base on it. Can you tell, give us any more importance? You lowered the price. What what made you end up doing that? Well, we lowered the price to six fifty because uh, prior to me coming on as a certified instructor, which required me to go out to England and get certified by IMI, uh, our our good friend Kevin Andrews, he was the one that was traveling across from England to teach this class. So uh, there was an added expense of travel to get. Kevin across the pond uh, between hotels, airfare, and things like that. So rental cars. So uh, I, I went to them directly after I came back and I said, listen, we need to do something for the technicians that really wanted to come and learn the IMI and, uh, and get the, the certification for the EV, but we need to make it a little bit more affordable and make it, you know, a little bit make more sense to it with the, the cost involved. So uh, we settled on 650, and uh, you know it's going to be a long time before this is a profitable thing for Anson and for TDM because they've been doing it for two years, and basically we're just trying to get it out there, and it's not really a money making thing; it's more of an industry thing. Yeah. You know, here's two uh, paintless dent removal companies that are bringing a certification process to our industry. And that makes sense. I mean, it really makes sense. I, um, you look at the track record of Anson, you look at the track record of TDN or Kevin Andrews. That guy, if you watch and pay attention to Kevin Andrews, he's always working. He's always working, always. you know? Yeah. Um, yep, he is. No he, he's sacrificing no. his time, sacrificing the uh, just everything he has to, to help make this industry better, and it's carrying over. And then now you're taking the responsibility events uh, of the United States, certifying everybody. How do you do it? Not dude? just the United States. But the Canada as well. Oh North yeah, that's America. right. I yeah, forgot. Right. I forgot. Okay, <laughs> North America. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So, uh, what do you think of the biggest challenges is about uh, IMI in your opinion? Uh, the the biggest challenge with the certification is I think a lot of people, that, or a lot of technicians are coming in. They haven't been in the classroom in years. Yeah. You know, I myself, I haven't been in a classroom in twenty five years. And I think they're a little bit nervous and overwhelmed when they show up for it, but there's really nothing to be nervous or overwhelmed about it. Uh, we're, we're going over the basic knowledge of a hybrid or an electric vehicle. So you have that knowledge of how they actually work and some of the inner structures of it. And that way, when you go to work on these vehicles, you could determine, do I need to power this down because I'm going to be working in a dangerous area or am I just doing a door ding and I, it's business as usual? So we want to have the technician be comfortable and have the confidence working on these vehicles, knowing that they're not going to damage the vehicle or injure themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you guys and give all the, all the, um, uh, shall I say, um, you, you basically have a guideline of where they can get the equipment and you guys are actually selling the equipment, I think, or you've, or a third party. I'm not sure how that works. Explain that. Cause you have to rope off things. You have to have a box. I mean, you should have these things and you have to have like a electric uh, blanket that, that covers the, the, you know, the potential power uh, where you could get shocked. Explain some things like that. Yeah. Well, all the cars currently right now that are electric or hybrid, they're no greater than I believe 750 volts DC. 
So every safety equipment, which is called personal protection equipment, PPE, you'll hear that referred to quite a bit in our course, is all rated to a thousand volts. That way you are covered. Uh, if you're standing on the mat and you're wearing your thousand volt gloves and you're standing on a thousand volt mat, you're not going to get electrocuted. Uh, it's things like that that are going to protect the, the technician from being injured or, 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 or death. Yeah. So uh, TDN has put together a kit and will be sold through Anson for now. And uh, that's just hitting the market right now because what we found is, you know, after I got certified a year ago, I went back and I looked at the price of these gloves. I'm like, holy crap, $120 for a pair of gloves that are only going to last a year. And then I'm looking at, you know, the, the, the mat and this and that. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm going to be like over grand invested in all this. And TVN, what they did is they went through the research and bought all the stuff at a lower price, just buying quantities of it. And that way they could, uh, you know, transfer that savings on to the technicians that are buying it. That's awesome. And then also there Fantastic. is, there's a, um, there, there's, there's a guideline on an app that you, and I'm not going to tell what it is because that's, that's your guys' thing. But I found that super useful. Like you mentioned earlier, like, how do you know if you're, if this panel is safe? Well, with that app, that special app that you guys showed us, uh, during our training helps tremendous. And you can even, it, it justifies to the customer, Hey, there are some cables right here. I've got to power it down for your sake and mine to make sure that we do the safest and most high quality job possible. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. And you know what, to be honest with you, it's, it's no secret. The okay. app is called pro assist and okay. I'd rather someone be safe than sorry. Okay, I uh, didn't know if that was prior. Uh, uh, awesome. You know, I didn't know if that was strictly your guys' thing. So I didn't. That's why I didn't no. say anything. Okay, that's no, amazing. It's actually a Vince company out of that. Very nice. Yeah, not at all. But the, it's a company out of Europe uh, that puts it together. So here in the states, some of the cars might be called something different, but uh, the majority of the cars around the Priuses, everything that we're in contact with, is on that app. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a huge tip right there too. Have you, have you not, did you mention that too as well on PDR tool time at all? Uh, no, uh, no, but someone actually posted something on, on, uh, PDR tool time today with the, with the app. So, okay, cool. you know, we want people to be safe. And, you know, here's Vince, the other thing. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Vince, uh, you were saying, saying to me the other day on the phone, we were chatting that, that, that what's the number of, of electric cars on the road today versus like two or three years from now, what, what was that number? It was, it was crazy that how much it's going to elevate. Well, I don't have it directly in front of me because you guys caught me off guard. Uh, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> but uh, there, I, there's a chart. It's exponential. Uh, they thought it was going to be a lot lower than what it is now. Uh, there's, there's a ton of cars out there. The Model 3 is the fourth best-selling car in the United States. If that gives you a little flavor. Well, the, and also GM decided to go most of their, like at least in the future by 2020, 2021, I think they want more than half their cars to be electric already. Yeah. There's too. only two currently and they're supposed to be 25, either hybrid or electric in the next five years. Amazing. Yeah, that, that goes to show you. So, well, that's, that, that's it, Vince. I wanted to bring you on really quick and then bring, and then uh, kind of give some people some more insights some some really good benefit, uh, some, some bullet points about what you mentioned. And I, I think that that helped a lot. So I appreciate you, yeah. you coming on, man. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, call in anytime. Uh, the only other thing that I would warn everyone is stay away from orange cables. You know, don't be pushing off the orange cables. Don't be touching them. And uh, don't be dropping tools on them. You know, our sharp tool. What about brown or orange? I mean, brown or red, because I, I get those mixed up. So, you know me, I'm colorblind. Well, I could get colorblind right. glasses. Stay away from all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't touch any cables, Mike. Yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. Vince knows me, dude. <laughs> you know? <laughs> do, 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 do. So. What's this? Yeah. Well, listen, Vince, I, I want to let you go, man. And I really do yeah. appreciate you coming on uh, for 10 minutes and uh, giving us some insights. Um, and I, I we'll bring you back on for as it closer gets. So, okay. Anytime, Donald. Thanks for hey, uh, thanks, taking brother. the moment. And, and always good talking to you, Mikey. You too. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, uh, before I let you go, I want to plug your your show and uh, visit uh, Vince and the crew, Daniel Grom, John Renstorm. Uh, now you've got uh, 
Tansy. Yep, Tansy over there. So um, go check them out, pdrtooltime.com. Check them out on iTunes, and uh, we'll see you guys over there. All right, Vince? Cool. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. See you, buddy. All right, that was Vince. Hey, that went pretty smooth. What do you think, Don? I think it's amazing that he was on his phone coming yeah. through here. It sounded like he was in a broadcasting corner. Radio show. Yeah. Uh, we're telling you, we're getting, I'm stepping it up, man. We're getting more professional as we go. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, I got some other things I want to put in here later on and on the next show, but uh, I'm not prepared yet. I'm, I'm not ready. But okay, Don, let's let's get to the other part we want to talk about. Let's talk about blending. Okay, it's it's kind of like a mis- mis- uh, mystery for people who who want to blend. It's kind of like. I don't know. I, I don't know how many people want to learn the lines, but I know they wish they could learn how to read it, but they don't. And it's very hard to kind of pick up if you've already been in yours, if you're used to a certain way of you looking at a reflection or let's now let's turn it from reflection. Maybe you're a certain way of tapping down with a tap down and a hammer. Uh, let me first explain. I think I've heard the story before how did you learn how to blend? I mean, what, what, what made you like not pick up a tap down? I'd had to, you've been doing this for a long time. I'm guessing that you were taught from the beginning. I, I, I was, I was. So I learned from this old German guy that learned in the BMW factory in Munich in the sixties and seventies. His name was Jürgen Holzer. And he brought it over to America at the same time that Lido did. And that's kind of an interesting story. They got really some really coincided stories, but basically um, he, you know, we had like 10 tools when I went to training and uh, he, these were all super crude, rude, rude tools, including the hammer. And uh, that's how we knocked it down was the hammer. And I didn't know what was called the blending hammer. I just knew it was a ball peen looking thing that was a little skinnier than a ball peen and it was just straight and rounded at the edge. And I just knew that. So, um, boy, did I wreck some stuff, you know? I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't knock down what I was trying to hit to save my, you know, tushy. So um, it was just basically, um, you know, doing what we do today, bringing it up, bringing it down. But I think it actually, when I train now, I actually throw a, a knockdown on someone's hand and they can actually make something move this, the first day. I think I was struggling for six months trying to really you know, hit what I was aiming at. Okay. I'm going to ask you questions because uh, I'm going to act like I'm a student. I'm going to ask you questions. Try to yeah. describe it best you can. Am I holding the hammer? Am I in any part of my, my contact of my arm making contact on the panel or am I off swing? Am I, am I letting just, how's that working? How do you, how do you position the, the, the technician's So for arm? me, I like to choke up and I get the the um, hammer, kind of like the new balls that are out right now um, that fit in the crook of your hand. I the like to really one. have the fat portion of my hand, the very back of the hand and my wrist on the panel typically. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, that's kind of how I really do my blending. I do a lot of offhand stuff, but if I do that, if I'm on a rail or something like this, I'm actually using my other arm, if this makes sense. And I'm I'm basically uh, making an arch and actually using my, you know, my hand to adjust that and it's 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 kind of hard to explain but um you know just so i cannot be free floating i do do that once in a while but i can't do pin i can't you know i can do okay if i'm blending a big buckle just free handing it and not being rested on the panel you can get pretty damn good at it but to really finish something i need to be anchored yeah okay good because that's the way i feel the same way too is what I, I, i'm picking this up more and more I I tell my new students right now, I try to encourage them, even though I'm not the best at blending, I tell them up front to try to, to blend because it's going to be way more easier while you're learning than to be already be set with a tap down and hammer, you know, and the same thing goes, you got to be MMD, mixed martial dense, right? You got to be a black belt in every aspect of PDR and the advantage What's the advantage, Don, of being able to blend? I think you guys, the blenders, strictly blend. Uh, you know, another blender who I know, um, Achilles. I don't know if you ever met him. The no. guy from Argentina. He was at MTE, yeah. but he comes like every summer, once in a while, does some jobs for me, and um, we've been good friends. And that guy whips out a blending hammer, and he can blend the hell out of things. Um, nice. So nice. I want to, you know, 
I think it's very it's necessary for somebody to to understand that and so for for me um you know aren't we all dent guys kind of the same we want to be able to get as far away from our repair as possible as we're making our pokes and our pushes when we seem to walk away and we're looking at the light and we're four feet back we look at that and we go ah there's a little wiggle there you know you get up and you get in position you're ready to push and you're like where did it go? go damn it you know so for me um when i'm blending it, using a hammer, how I do it, I'm reaching out so much further and putting my chest up against the panel, and I'm getting about a foot and a half to two feet more of a reach to the area versus you can imagine me now incorporating, instead of having my left hand behind me and my chest up against the car and I'm using my right hand, now I have to incorporate my left hand and I have to hold on to the, you know, so I'm coming another foot and a half, and now I'm also creating a big arch uh, so I can see my hammer hit the tip of the knockdown. And the problem there for me is I'm blocking all the light too. So I'm, I'm really restricting what I can see. And I really like seeing, you know, six, eight inches around for the good metal. So I know what I'm going for on the, you know, and I'm always looking around. I'm barely looking really right at what I'm pounding. I'm looking around the area and making everything look the same around those areas versus the other way around. So I hope I'm making some kind of a you sense. You're, but, I'm, it got my you head know. turning and it makes, it makes perfect sense because I think that's the big advantage of you, 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 you blenders, because you can see, I would say perspective wise, a lot more than a guy can up close. Uh, There's nothing blocked other yeah, than the head of the hammer. We, we always, what, it, it's nine out of 10 times when we see something, it's always from further back. Right. We walk yeah. up to the car and we're like, damn, there's still a wiggle there. There's, and it's always yeah. a crown. It's a hidden crown that we don't see that we can easily blend out because we know that we could spend a half hour, 45 minutes, hour and a half trying to think what we think is low, but it's really the crowns that are holding that low. But if we could see it and blend it out, we would have been done a lot earlier. Absolutely. Agree? I agree. Now, are you, let me explain, okay, now another another thing. I want to know what hammers are you using? Are you using, like, I know, I've seen this one crazy hammer. I need I need you to send me a link. Matter of fact, you need to send me a picture of it tomorrow because this podcast comes out <laughs> Thursday. I want to put a picture of what, you have this kind of triangle, uh, like dowel looking, kind of looks like a, like a, like somebody would, a cartoon hammer. You know what I mean? It kind of looks like that. <laughs> For the big buckles, it works pretty well. And I'm actually in the process of, of redesigning that whole thing because this is a store-bought one and it, it does the trick for, for big blending um, buckles. And I'm happy to send it. We can put it out there. There's a place called the Hammer Source. You can go on. I think they're like 50 bucks or thir maybe even 30, high 30s. But it's just basically a an oval. It's, uh, it's um, you know, fatter on one end and kind of cone-shaped. and But it works really, really well. The only problem that's wrong with that damn thing is it's only got like a 10 inch handle and that's what I, you know, you see me blending in a few different videos with it, but I like my longer, a little bit longer hammer, you know, uh, to get, to get back, but it really moves a lot of, a lot of metal for sure. Okay. So you got that one for a lot of metal. What's, what's your go-to everyday blending hammer, blending hammer, hammer and tips. I have been, um, I have been using a lot of the, uh, the Brock, the Brock Hill one from uh, carbon tech. Uh, I really like the mini the or the original work. Pardon the mini or the original. So the mini is for me, you know, I'm sure it works for a lot of guys and probably would work great for, um, you know, something really taut, maybe a, a, a rail or something, but I did buy that one and I'm not using it as much. I've used it a few times. It doesn't feel like it has enough weight for me. So mm -hmm. the other one, that's a little kind of a big daddy almost has too much weight for me. So it's kind of a, a weird thing, but I do like the heavier one for aluminum. I've had quite a few aluminum buckles where it's really stiff and I, you need a little bit more. So I, I like both of those really well. I've got an old school one that I've had for 30 years and that's what I really have to bring to market because it's what I kind of go to almost every single time to finish everything. So you already have that, that the one you said you need to bring to market, that's the one you use, you're saying that that's the one I finish everything with. Yes. Okay. It's so you got a secret that, weapon. That a smaller that's what you're saying. Dent. 
I, that's just my tool, right? It's like your hammer is your favorite thing because right. you use it on whatever tool you have in your hand, you're going to finish. Damn, with I thought hammers. I was going to get, go, like, get ready to go buy something right now. So <laughs> I, I am going to go you to the hammer place. soon. I, I got to do it. I've had so many people ask. So, all right. Well, what, okay. Let's say that's never going to be available. What do you recommend for these guys to start out with? What hammer do you, that you can, can endorse a little bit on your advice. What do you think? So so much one of my favorite go-to hammers is, and a lot of my techs pick it up and they'll have five or six to pick from um, when they're learning. They always gravitate uh, to that, uh, that boss 16 inch is an amazing boss. PDR 16 inch hammer is a great all around hammer. I really, really like it a lot. You can do interchangeable tips on both sides it's uh it's a really nice length it's got the ball on the end of it which is really great and uh trying to think brian i just saw that uh, pdr what's it called peter outlet sells it i think i just saw that is that ultra right did you see a video of me and i showed it i think you commented i don't know they make them at different lengths right do they yeah they're different there's different lengths yeah i mean i've never seen a, a hammer that comes in that many different lengths i think it was like five or six different ones and it did feel good I didn't know they have that many, but yeah. uh, very cool. I just happened to see it at MTE about three years ago, and I grabbed it, and I was like, "Well, that's pretty I sweet." We we're talking about the same one, but it does—it's carbon fiber and it got a ball at the end, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep, All right. I think, I think it is. Yeah. Um, cool. I'll send I, you a pick tomorrow. What about, about before I let you go? Before we kind of get close to yeah. this, um, what about the tips? Like, what tips? You know what a tips like? I've had in my drawer for about six months and, and then I saw it again at MTE and everyone was talking about it and they loved it. And I go, wait a minute, I think I got that in my drawer. <laughs> but I, I will talk about that tip in a second. And it's one of my favorite blending tips now. So what it be what other screw on tips would you recommend for these blending hammers that you're you're talking about? So um the one that I really like a lot, especially on the backside of the of the heavier um uh, one from Carbon Tech is the one that that Todd just came out with. It's like a ball, yeah, like a ball. And peen. I just started using it. It's like a ball peen. Yeah, have you seen this tip? I love it. It dude. actually I comes. Actually oh, love isn't it great? I I like. That's my favorite little hammer, blending hammer. I love it a lot, dude. Yep. I it's like a it. great. It's I love that little tip. He says now even the bigger one comes with it. It used to just not come with anything on the backside, but he said he kind of added it. And he sent me a couple the other day, and they're sweet. So. Yep. Have I you, just, I just think they're awesome. Have you had a chance to use Hayes Freeman's, uh, the hatchet? One? So I just got that about two weeks ago and I haven't, I haven't used it a ton, but I did put David Streen's, uh, um, the, his newest tip, uh, the real, uh, I know it's for a knockdown, but I'm trying it as a hammer cause I'm not a knockdown guy and it's actually working very well. Um, the real domed, the domed one, the, pol- super the polished thin. knob. The polish, no, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. That thing is pretty freaking awesome too. Now, does it lay down metal differently? Does it, vi- is it vibrating? Does it dribble? What, what, what's the effect of how you're using it? So I'm just using it as a blending hammer. I'm just using it as one side of the tip. And uh, instead of putting it on a knockdown and using it for blending, I'm just using it as, as a uh, kind of a blender tool. So I, I like it on the backside again on the, uh, uh, Brock Hill, just because I've got the big weight behind it, and it's 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 delivers uh, it delivers it very differently than the larger side of the Brock Hill, if that makes any sense. Because you're trying to hit so much metal with the other side, but then when there's so much weight behind it, and yeah. you just put that little tip on there, and it's just you know it transfers it differently. It's like wow, yeah. this is a pretty oh. cool deal. I know I'm going all over the place, but I don't think you finished no, your no. thoughts on the ratchet. So what, what's your thoughts? Oh, on I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I probably use it for one dent. So I, so you I haven't had enough experience to use it to no, give your final no, opinion. Okay. No. All right. I, that's one hammer I regret not getting, but a lot of people tell me they like it. But what I found Don, is that you old school guys that's been blending forever, it's great that you're open-minded, Don, but I can tell that you levitate to the one that you've started with or you've actually formed or you, you've been using for years. It's very hard. It's kind of like Harry Potter, right? It's like a wand, right? You're like, that's <laughs> your wand, right? I mean, that is, if you pick up another wand, it's different. It doesn't, 
doesn't do the same tricks for you as the one you're used to, right? Is that, has that kind of, can I, is that kind of? No, that? I think you're, I think you're right. But I think that the one that I'm used to is the one that um, I can get down to the littlest, little, you know, imperfections and just make them perfect versus a little bit larger headed a hammer. I just can't be so super accurate with, you know, still doing the great job and moving that metal, but it's just that finishing, finishing, you know, I'm really trying to add a little more texture and a little more orange peel to an area that maybe I've already wet sanded or something where I'm really trying to, you know, blend it out. Wow. Wow. That's, that's interesting. So I'm definitely going to, we're going to make some time and we'll, we'll give me some insight on that when I, when I see you in Minnesota. So, well, I'm going to see you in San Diego in about two weeks. So that's right. Why don't you come over? We'll do a little, <laughs> we'll do a little video uh, thing. That on it. sounds so, like fun. All right. So. Um, is there anything else I forgot to mention here? So I think that's about I it, think Don. We did the stand liner and we did Vince, which is really good and understanding that. Oh, you know what I wanted to ask? Yeah. I've had about three people ask this and I should have asked Vince, darn it. Everybody says, you know, oh, the level two IMI. Do I have to have level one before I can do level two? In my understanding, and I hope you maybe know, and maybe Vince will be the one to answer this, is I'm thinking IMI one would be like the technician that's actually working on the whole system and taking it apart and maybe, you know, doing more than what we are doing on the exterior of the body. And they're doing doving more into the engine area and things like that. That's going to be a question to be answered by Vince. And I'm going to tell him to listen to this podcast, at least listen to the end of it. And <laughs> good. And good. he will, uh, I'm sure he'll, he'll get some comments on that or maybe he'll address it on his podcast and we'll get him to address it later on in, this, in the next one. So that's a good question. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I have no idea what the answer is, but I, I never going to answer something. I don't have a clue what I'm talking about. So. Well, everybody, I just want to say like, Hey, uh, you know, this podcast is, was created for people who want to no matter what area grow in the industry. Okay. And you have some opportunities to attend some events, whether you're in Canada or United States, and I'm sure they're going to have some events across the pond. Do it better yourself. Do something that's going to help you in the long run and 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 grow grow with the industry so i hope to see you guys at one of these events i'm mike toledo this is don cavanaugh and we'll see you guys or i'll have gone on you know as usual here and there and uh, we'll catch you on the next podcast thanks for listening thanks guys